Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And while you were here, you might as well check out the Leeds Podcast Network where we have six. Yeah, you heard it. Six brand new shows Monday through Saturday, each and every single week. You can listen to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And whenever you listen to them, we are there. We cover the NBA, the WNBA, and we even dip our toes into the NFL. Check us out because we're really good. We're really Memphis, 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 what up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another episode of Grizz 901. I am your host, Daniel Greer, and today we have another solo podcast. And the reason is, it's not because Ryan's sick. It's not that. We had a eh, mild blizzard here in Memphis on Sunday, and we went to record, and Ryan's Wi-Fi is so terrible that he was so spotty that we could not bring him on because there was like a seven second delay on our Zoom call. And so you're hearing just me, but that's okay. I just did an interview with the head coach of TCU, who is the former college coach of our one and beloved Desmond Bain. And I had him on this past weekend, and we just talked about Desmond Bain and about how he kind of came up And when he joined uh, TCU and uh, Coach Dixon's first year, it really was, you know, a transformation project. He wasn't a highly touted, you know, person who was going to be, you know, a top pick in the NBA. He wasn't. He worked his butt off. And really, a lot of credit goes to Desmond Bain, the person, but also the player and how he redeveloped himself. When he came in, he said he was not really a shooter. He was not a marksman, right, from deep. And so he really did a good job of developing himself, but also making sure that the coaches were there to to help him get to the right direction. And so a lot of shout outs to the coaching staff out at TCU, to Coach Dixon, but mainly to Desmond Bain, who worked his butt off to not be the 20-ish, maybe, hit or miss, 20-ish percent body fat guy when he came in to really just being the 5% body fat guy when he left. So to shout out to to Desmond Bain. But let's talk a little bit about Grizzlies real quick and how their upcoming schedule is. The Grizzlies are now 23-14. and 14. They're five games up uh, uh, in the Southwest Division. Eighth best record in the NBA, which is, that's pretty big. But also, they're three and a half games up on the fifth place seed. So they are holding into the fourth spot. But three and a half games up on Denver as well as the Clippers underneath of them. And then you continue on to you know your Lakers and your Mavericks. So, so shout out to those guys for kind of holding steady. The Grizzlies are now, they're without some people in the health and safety protocols, which they should be getting out Dylan Brooks soon, I would think, DeAnthony Melton soon. But who knows exactly when they're going to get out of health and safety protocols because the CDC, well, they say just figure it out at this point. So, Who knows what's going on with them and when they're going to get out, but we hope it is soon. Hopefully they have mild symptoms, and hopefully they get out and are back on the court because this tough stretch that's coming, it is absolutely crazy. Before we get into that, I have to simply just say 
Thank you. If you're listening to this, I would imagine you listened to our last podcast, and that was with Coach Kaufman with the Purdue-Fort Wayne Mastodons. Hello! Who I'm going to get up there very, very soon. I hope it's this season. If not, eh, we'll check it out next year. But Coach Kaufman was so nice to do our interview, and he invited us up there to kind of watch some, to, to see a game. And so me and Ryan cannot wait to get up there. But also, the fans turned out. It was our best show to date. So our best show of all time. It was the Coach Kaufman show all about Jitty. So thank you for listening to this. Man, it was a blessing. But going forward, this episode with Coach Dixon, man, I hope it's if it's not one, make it number two. Why not? But the Grizzlies, you're here to hear about them, but also Desmond Bain. Coach Dixon, the interview is coming up shortly. But the Grizzlies are now entering. They have five games this week. Five games in seven days. They, they take on the Nets tonight. Tuesday, they play the Cavs, who just got back all their players. And then Thursday, the Pistons. So that is a game at home, but you're going on the East Coast, which is good for this position. Two games back-to-back. You have people in health and safety protocols. Hopefully they get back in time. Thursday, you have to win that Pistons game. Even if you drop the first two, which I don't expect them to drop both games on the East Coast, but even if they do drop those two games, Thursday against the Pistons is a must-win because it's a game you can win at home. Because then, you're going back out on the road out to the West Coast. And that's a difficult game. You're going to play... It's not the Staples Center anymore. It's Crypto Arena or something like that. But you're playing both games at the same venue, which is helpful. You're not having to do a lot of travel. So it really is, you're playing a back-to-back game, but it's at the same place, which helps and it helps you a lot. You're playing the Clippers and the Lakers. The Lakers are definitely going to feel like they owe you. And so that's a game that it's going to be very, very difficult to win. The Clippers are without Paul George, but they're not going to just allow you to show up and just to beat them. The Clippers are still a good team. And so this will be a very tough week. And I don't know exactly how I feel like this game, this this whole thing is going to play out. Because in the end of the day, those five teams, okay, let's take out the Pistons because that should be a win. It is a trap game, though, which makes it very, very difficult to win even those style of, style of games. But it is a game that you should win in the end. Those other four teams are very, very good. And because of that, I think this could be the Grizzlies' worst week overall. Plus, it's five games in seven days. That is the most difficult it could be. Because it, it, this is going to be one of those weeks that if the Grizzlies can get out of it being three and two, that's really going to show how difficult this team is to play. No matter what it is, this team is really going to be good and they're going to fight each and every game. So now, just to kind of break it all down, we are having Zaire Williams potentially coming back. He is doubtful for this first game, so potentially he could come back tonight as well as Tuesday night when they play uh, the Cavaliers, who they just got back a lot of their players. But out and who just entered health and safety protocols is Kyle Anderson. Shaq Buchanan entered the day before. And then Dylan Brooks, John Conchard, DeAnthony Melton, 
as well as, uh, are all out, and they've been out for roughly almost a week now. Tyrell Terry, he's out with an illness. It's non-COVID-related, which is a good thing. And Xavier Tillman, he is new to this. So what that does is that says there's seven players that are for sure out. Zaire Williams is doubtful, which means that more than likely he won't play. They'll probably have him a game-time decision where if he feels like he can, they'll get him into the game. But realistically, I don't expect Zaire to play. So that puts the Grizzlies behind the eight ball. I do expect them to win two of these games this week. But really, if they if they go two and three, I feel like that's okay because this is a tough week. But let's hit on one more thing before we get into the Jamie Dixon interview, and that is Killian Tilly. I've been singing the, the Killian Tilly praise ever since they drafted him. The best thing that could have happened to a player like Tilly is going to a franchise who said, you go do your thing. You go get healthy. Don't worry about playing. We don't need you, okay? We're not expecting to win. We don't need to put you on the floor until you're ready. That first year was a year where he was able to kind of do what he needed to do to kind of get back and kind of get healthy. And finally, now, at this part of his career, he did sign that, you know, the two-way contract, but he was a much better player than somebody who should be playing down the G League. And he's finally showing that. And now he has a full guaranteed contract with the Grizzlies. And I think it's I think it goes to show that a lot of these players can end up in really bad situations or really good situations. It's really about the player fighting for themselves and making sure they get their butt back on the court. Whatever they have to do, whether it's a, it's a, they're a head case or whether it's injury-related, it's all about these players fighting to get back onto the court and being really 1% of the athletes in the world. I'm excited to finally just see him continue to develop because he is developing right before our eyes. And he is a player that I think will be a rotational player for the Grizzlies next year. I know he's playing a lot of minutes right now due to the COVID issues, but I think going forward and even into next year, I think you're going to see him being a rotational player. I think he is finally getting to that point where you can trust him behind the three-point line and you can trust his defense because those are big when you're surrounding him around a player like John Morant. So, So I'm excited to see that he got signed I know they did wave Sam Merrill, and I get that. That was really a trade. They wanted to see if it worked, and then you needed a roster spot. And they went after Tyrell Terry, who they really wanted to get. And I think the upside of him is way more than Sam Merrill is, even though I think Sam Merrill is a decent player. He's a good shooter, but I don't think he's ever going to crack the roster here. But I think Tyrell Terry down in uh, South Haven with the Memphis Hustle will be very good for the, for him as a player to finally get back because I know they were very aggressive into going after him at some point, but realistically they ended up getting Desmond Bain. And I think, <laughs> I think that's a good sign. I think the Grizzlies made a good choice. So, so speaking of the Grizzlies in the front office, coach Dixon could not be more thrilled with them. He was so happy to really talk about Zach Kleiman and their team and how well they were really doing down there. Uh, with the front office with the Grizzlies and I even I cut him off with the recording and I should not have that that's a rookie mistake but but I cut him off so I felt like he could talk freely after the the interview was over and he talked so highly of the front office with the Grizzlies 
And he really just he couldn't say enough good things about Zach Kleiman and the, the the job he's doing there, but also just you know the way they you know handled things and how they've kind of developed a relationship since then. And so, to shout out to Zach Kleiman, you know Tayshawn Prince and the rest of the crew up there in the front office who's doing really good things as as long as as long as uh, Jason Wexler as well. So so let's go ahead and get into the interview. Enough of my you know babbling. You know let's go ahead and get into let you hear a lot of. Jamie Dixon, and how much of a pleasure it was to to get a chance to break down Desmond Bain as the player that he was, and really see him through the conversation progress from being you know someone who really wasn't recruited that highly, and being a player in the first year of Jamie Dixon who just came from the pit job. He's going back to his alma mater there in TCU, and now bringing on, and he's not really a, a big player. You know, Desmond Bain wasn't a known name really. Like he was a good player, but he wasn't one of the top names that everybody knew. He made you know his name over his career. Let's go ahead and get into the interview this week with Coach Jamie Dixon of TCU. All right, today we get the opportunity to interview a former actor doing ads for Volvo, Rice Krispies, Mattel, and Bud Light. The iconic coach of Pitt for 13 years, and now he is back as his alma mater at TCU. This is Coach Jamie Dixon. How are you? I'm doing good. We just got through with a, a practice. It was COVID uh, practice, so there was about five guys on the floor, and uh, I think I got the best work out of anybody. But um, that's what we uh, that's what we do now. So we we adjust and we uh, move on, march yeah, COVID, on. COVID is wrecking everything, and I know you just had games canceled, uh, so there's no games until the eighth of January. If I'm correct, right? Okay. Um, I think that's about right. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I, I want to ask you one thing, and this is just for you personally, and then I'm going to get into Desmond Bain, who we're here to talk about. What's more iconic, your hair or your career coaching career at Pitt? <laughs> I don't know about the hair thing, but uh, uh, Pitt, I was there 17 years. We enjoyed it. It was a great run, and I uh, loved every uh, minute of it, and uh, I'm trying to do the same thing here, be here for 17 years and win some championships, but we haven't quite done that yet. But uh, so I think uh, work in progress, uh, <laughs> figure out some things. That's definitely a coach's answer, but I have to say your hair is definitely iconic. Um, <laughs> I even told my father-in-law, he was like uh, the dude with the slick back hair. I'm like, yes, that's him. And he doesn't watch sports. He's a, yeah, uh, right. he's yeah. a director of a know. library. He's, he's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, it's, uh, I guess I guess I have to change it up or something. No, the longevity, man, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, makes you look young. But we'll get into uh, we'll get into Desmond Bain. So, how did you discover Desmond? Because he you brought him in in your first year at TCU. Yeah. Well, I mean, the truth of the matter is, we were we were uh, had to come up with some guys late. Obviously, the program had been down and 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 struggling. Had to come off a tough year, and there were some scholarships open. So. You know, we were trying to get some guys to sign up. It was really what it was. And we did real well. We got a couple other good players late. Um, but uh, Ryan Miller um, heard about him. He brought him to my attention. My assistant, uh, whose uh, brother Mike Miller played at, uh, with the Grizzlies and lives in Memphis, uh, I believe. But Desmond uh, uh, was somebody that he had heard about. Uh, we watched some tape of him, and then we went out and watched him, watched him play. Uh, with the AAU team in the, in the spring. He was still playing. Uh, uh, he was looking at um, – he was playing in the spring. Now, he'd had some injuries prior to his junior year uh, – prior to his senior year. And um, 
so I don't think he played on the on the circuit a lot is is going into a senior year. But uh, um, you know, we were the you know I think it was it was supposedly he was going to. We've heard different things, but there were no high major offers or even right. uh, being discussed. And um, uh, liked what we saw on tape, but I mean, wouldn't you wouldn't even recognize him now to what he was, uh, what he's become. Uh, to what he was then he just um, you know he was a good athlete that you know was a five man in high school to be honest he played in wow. a small school and and uh, uh, he was and, uh, you know he wasn't a good ball handler and he wasn't a good shooter what he was was pretty athletic and could run the floor and um, you know that was that was what stood out uh, his academics or, or he was high high uh, high academic kid and um, he wanted to play the he wanted to play the highest level. I mean, he didn't ask yeah. he didn't ask a lot of questions. He didn't, you know, he he just wanted the challenge. I mean, it wasn't you know it wasn't like you know he knew it was going to take work, and he came in ready to work, and he appreciated the opportunity. I mean, that was that was pretty evident. It wasn't like he was making demands or asking questions. I just want to play. I believe I can play at the highest level, and I want to do it. Yeah, and that's really where like he was a three-year starter for you. And um, I was looking at his career and what the numbers, you know, really his ascension, you know, when he went to his, you know, his sophomore year, he pretty much kept the same percent shooting, even though in his senior year it took off where he was taking, you know, two or three more attempts just in the game. Uh, but yeah. what did you see in Desmond as he grew throughout his career? Because obviously he was a starter in his second year. But he no. just got so much better year after year. And he finally, his senior year, I think is really when he started getting the recognition he deserved. Yeah, no, I mean, you just look at his stats. I mean, this, the, the progression was, uh, you know, steady and, and uh, you, what you'd like it to be. I mean, you, you know, you, 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 you talk about recruiting a kid and maybe more so back in the day. But, you know, he's the classic example of just, you know, get better each year and right. get better at something. And, you know, we go at, and I do this with all the guys, but uh, uh, I didn't, he's the only guy I've been doing it with after he's left here, but I give him three things to improve on each year. Okay. So Desmond still asked me, um, you know, what, what do I need to improve on? Uh, and I, I said, uh, um, we better ask coach that. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> or, or, or uh, Memphis, but he's like, no, no. So, so we've had that discussion again, but it just, you know, and that's what I said. Obviously, no one thought he'd be the, become the guy. We didn't think when we signed him. But once he got here and once he kept it, I, I really just – you couldn't set any limitations on him because whatever you told him to do, he did. Yeah. And, um, and, and you know, I never thought um, – even going into his senior year, we didn't anticipate using him off of ball screens. We didn't think he was going to become a playmaker. And then we did as the year went on and we started running him off ball screens and he was kind of our, almost a point guard for us to, wow. to be honest. And, um, and then, you know, I go to the Vegas summer league and, and he's playing the point for, you know, Memphis uh, in, in Vegas. And, and uh, you know, he just, he just, and that's kind of what I told teams drafting. I mean, I, you know, I was on the phone the day of the draft, you know, telling teams to, um, to draft him. Uh, that he, he, this kid is, this kid is going to, he's going to last, he's going to stick around, he's going to get better and better, and you won't have a better uh, guy in your program. So, you know, I, I, you know, we, it's probably having a little quicker than we yeah. thought, but he went to the perfect situation and uh, he's got a, a great um, situation there and, and coaching and, and uh, uh, playing with Morant, uh, you know, just everything. 
he, he's, he's deserved it. And Zach, you know, Zach and I had a, a number of discussions during the year and we didn't know each other prior, but he reached out to me and he, he really liked them. And we just kept talking and, and I knew they were serious. I didn't know how serious, yeah. but uh, that's kind of how it, how it happened. And, and Zach and I, you know, we joke about it now, but uh, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, um, it's amazing what he's, uh, uh, what he's becoming. Cause I, yeah. I, I don't think he's done. Yeah, I agree. And that, and that's really, you know, Desmond is becoming one of the fan favorites. If you had to look at, you know, this Grizzlies team, uh, they're a good group of guys and they're becoming really the city, like the, the, the city of Memphis thrives off of the Grizzlies. Uh, I don't think a lot of people outside of the organization and outside the city realize how much this team means to the city. And mm-hmm. Desmond is going to a guy who we never even thought we'd have a, you know, a draft pick in all honesty in that draft when we got him and then we got, you know, Desmond Bain and now he's becoming, you know, just so much more than just a, just a spot up shooter. And I know right. people talk about the three and D um, yeah. do you have like a certain weakness or anything that you saw in him that, that now he's just, you know, it's just blowing your mind that he's finally picked up, you know, just because of his maturity or just him himself working on this game. Oh, I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, uh, <laughs> we, we, his uh, high school teammate is uh, one of our graduate assistants and, uh, you know, he played with him in high school. I mean, he literally played in the zone, in a two, three zone, because it was a small uh, private school in uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, he, um, you know, he, he, you know, he didn't play as a, a um, you know, he wasn't a shooter. I mean, I, you can look at his stats. I mean, it's his freshman year. He wasn't, a, he, no one would have labeled him a, a good shooter. Uh, he turned himself into a good shooter. And uh, we, we told him what he needed to become and, uh, and he has, and, and, uh, um, but, you know, he, he ball handling, you know, that was, as I kind of touched on earlier, it was something he, you know, improved on to the point of, you know, we were using him on ball screens his senior year, you know, at, by design, you know, I mean, we were trying to get him to be our playmaker. So that was something uh, that, uh, you know, he, he, we really uh, uh, looked at as well. Um, right. Uh, so, I mean, um, uh, I'm not sure I was, I was going to, uh, uh, check it to see, but, um, he, uh, um, uh, I, I don't know how many threes he made his freshman year, but it was a small number and, um, and, uh, it just, it just got better each year. Yeah. I was looking at the stats as well. And, you know, his freshman year, I don't, I don't have him now. I just, uh, clicked off of it. Uh, but he wasn't shooting a high volume at all. It was, it was very low volume. And then it picked up a little bit. It doubled. I think it went from not even one a game to then it became one and a half, 1.8 a game. And then really his senior year is when it you know just took off. Um, I do want to qu- ask a question about his three-point shooting. And this is uh, really, I guess, this is probably my favorite question. And it's a two-part question. And I just, I think it allows you to talk about really, you know, Desmond as a player and someone who really just, has the drive, but also your coaches, because I think coaching is, is a big thing. Even with shooting, it's very big because, you know, the player has to be accepting of, you know, what they need to work on, but also the coaching has to be there. So the question is pretty much like, what does it look like the work that Desmond Bain put in? But on the other side, as the coaching side, what is, you know, who is the person to can, you know, can, to attribute to the major success or is it a combination of everyone? Is, is there a secret to that, that y'all like to put in there? So, you know, what well, is I that? mean, 
Yeah, I mean, there's, you know, it's a combination of things. I mean, you can, you know, no one worked harder than him, so we'll start with that. He was in the gym, you know, endlessly and comes back here and does the same thing when he comes back still today. So, um, you know, he he – he took serious what you, you told him. I mean, he had, his shot was flat when he got here. He got more of an arc. I think that was something that uh, was improvement, uh, quicker release, uh, more efficient uh, in that regard. Uh, and then he got better at, you know, taking off the dribble. You know, he, he added the sidestep kind of his senior year. Um, uh, just, you know, just the confidence grew. And uh, he worked on it and, and, um, but, you know, he, he's, he worked out with everybody. I mean, whether it be our graduate assistants, our coaches, our, um, you know, his, his uh, workout guys. I mean, you know, he, he just, he's in the gym. I mean, they, they couldn't keep up with him. So they, he had multiple guys to, to do it with. So um, it, I really, there's, there's no secret to it. The, the first and foremost is he, he, he put in the time. Um, I mean, I, I don't I mean, you can start with so many things. I mean, like it's, it was talking about the shooting, but I mean, his body was, you know, he was chunky. He was the bad body fat guy. He was almost 20% body fat. Now he's, you know, at five. Right. I mean, so you're, you're talking about in every area and, you know, once you get in better shape, then you become a better shooter. I mean, those things all factor in. And, uh, but he, he, he was, he's, I mean, and, and always came in ready to work, you know, whether it be a, a, a workout or a practice. I mean, you know, every day was an opportunity for him. And, and you know, unlike, you know, I've only had a few kids where it would be that level of, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, consistency and uh, determination. So that's, uh, I think, you know, it's a combination of things. And, and, and it wasn't one thing he got really good at. It was, it was a, you know, he was, there was a reason why he wasn't getting recruited by anybody. I mean, right. The, there was a reason. I mean, it was, I think he visited Elon and air force early. I mean, those were his two visits. I mean, wow. It's, I think that was, uh, I, I know there's one down South and then we heard at the end, it was Miami of Ohio in the spring. That was, that was what I heard. But, um, you know, the, the guys, uh, Ryan had a relationship with the guys at Adidas, uh, uh, the Indiana team. And, uh, he really, he wanted to play at the highest level, you know, yeah. he, he wanted to do that, which, you know, there's always a telling sign because it wasn't about, you know, how much playing time you promised right. me or what, how many shots it was. It was, I, I believe I can play and yeah. uh, I'll work for it. I'll yeah. find a way. Yeah. And that, and that's the drive. And that's the thing you see now, like he looks like he's kind of chiseled out of granite now, his body. Yeah. And you're saying he was 20% body fat then. And now he's just, you know, shaped up. I don't know if it was quite 20, but it was in that vicinity. Right. And probably, uh, 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 look it up, but I mean, you know, I used to make fun of him. And, uh, we used to, I mean, his dribble, his, his ball handling, is it was too high, too loose. Yeah, with the ball, uh, left hand was limited, and um, you know, I mean, like I said, it wasn't like you know, you're in the gym all the time and you listen. Those are two good components, but they're hard, hard. Yeah, and that's the thing is like going. The thing about this off season was his, you know, his ball handling, and could he? take someone off the dribble and that was the really the biggest improvement just this you know this past off season to this year where the Grizzlies would not be fourth in the west if if Desmond Bain had not improved the way he had the, the Grizzlies just would not be here and so okay. I I know that he's played well and and coming from you know barely even taking a three-point shot to eventually a senior year making you know three 
uh, a game and and now in the Grizzlies at the professional level he went from 1.7 uh, you know shot uh, three point makes last year to now almost three you know currently and he's mm-hmm. putting in three to four a night, you know, and sometimes he's putting in six. So it just goes to show that, you know, the hard work that he put in. Um, and with that being said, that's obviously an improvement. And one thing I want to ask you, and this is a very biased, very personal question, uh, but but Desmond has picked up steam as of late for the most improved player. And he averaged nine points last year. Uh, now he's averaging 17. He's making two extra uh, three point three pointers a game. He's just playing much better overall. He's being a more dynamic score. So I'm going to ask the question from his old coach. Mm-hmm. Give us something to uh, to tell the you know Grizz Nation, but also the rest of the world, that why Desmond deserves to be the most improved player this year. Most improved. Uh, well, I think if you look at his averages, I mean, he's going from uh, uh, – Seven from nine to seventeen a game. Um, that obviously stands out. His his uh, numbers are tremendous. I know he's become a good defender, and then talking to their coaches, to team defender, which he always was because uh, he cared. Um, but the end of the day, and I think most importantly, he's doing it on a winning uh, team, a team that has uh, probably. Uh, 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 I don't know if but has, has surprised. And it's it's based on what he's done, you know. I mean, he is he's uh, he's made them a better team, and that's what improvement's about, you know. I mean, yeah, stats can improve, but can you improve your team? And I think that's what he's done, and um, you know, that's what's very really, really impressive. And uh, you know, I look at it, he made thirty sh- uh, threes as a freshman, you wow. know, and and, and and that's in thirty nine games. We won the NIT that year as a freshman, so um, he made ninety two in thirty two games his senior year. Uh, to give you an idea. So, I mean, you know, it wasn't exactly a knockdown uh, shooter and make less than one a game in, in threes as a freshman. So um, he became a, a better shooter as the year went on and as you could expect and to get to that point. And then uh, obviously year after year improved uh, on that and, and uh, you know, went from one to two to two and a half to four assists. Yeah. Uh, in his, in his, four years at, 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 at TCU. So he quadrupled his assist average in, in four years in, in, over time. That's I mean, crazy. all he's done is improved from year to year to year yeah. in the NBA and in college. Yeah. So it's, there's a, there's a pattern there. Yeah. Well, you heard it, put your money on Desmond Bain. Uh, coach didn't say it. I did put your money on Desmond because he, you know, is, is going the right direction to be, potentially the most improved player of the league, but I believe he is for sure the most improved player for the Grizzlies. But um, any, uh, any funny stories or any embarrassing stories uh, you want to share about your former player, Desmond Bain? Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to, um, I, this is what the one thing I said, I don't know that any kid in any sport has gotten more out of the college experience than uh uh, Desmond Bain, and I'm talking on the court, off the court, in the classroom, social settings. I mean, he was at every sporting event, you know, other sports. He uh, was uh, involved in campus activities and, uh, you know, just just uh, yeah, just he got every every minute out of, out of, out of his uh, four years at TCU. And, and uh, you know, we're just we're just thankful that uh, he was a. Uh, uh, and it wasn't always as a frog. 
I love it. I, uh, personal story. I almost be, uh, went to TCU when I was uh, mm-hmm. going to college. And so I have a, uh, a heart for TCU as well. Uh, but coach, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, I want to tell you, thank you. Uh, the Grizzlies, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, community, uh, we love, we love Desmond, but also yeah. we end up embracing, uh, the schools that these guys go to, whether, you know, it is Murray state with, you know, John Morant, uh, right. I even interviewed the coach, um, uh, that is up there in uh, Purdue Fort Wayne, which is the former coach of John yeah. Conchar. And right. so, you know, we can be Mastodon, we can be you know, horn frogs, we can be whatever. Um, but we are a, we're a lovable city and we love our Grizzlies. So, uh, everybody now will be for sure. We'll okay. be horn frogs together. Well, I will say this. I, I sense that I, you know, I came to the first game this year, um, uh, the opener against, uh, uh, uh Cleveland. Cleveland. RJ Nemhart was playing with Cleveland, one of our former guys too, as well. So I showed up for there. I also, obviously coached Steve Adams at Pitt too, as well. So, um, so I was there for the first game and, and so many fans came up to me and, said thank you uh, for Desmond I don't think I don't think they put the connection with Steve uh, on there at the time too but uh, so it was uh, I, 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 I uh, certainly recognize what you what you're saying yes for sure well coach thank you again I appreciate your time uh, the city of Memphis uh, appreciate you for helping bring Desmond to the Grizzlies thank you